Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 20. This podcast is brought to you by the Ballers Life Podcast Network. My name is Fetty. I got my co-host Zaid here with me. Zaid, how you doing, man? Good, man. I'm doing well. Second episode of the week. Number uh, two, a little midweek sum sum. Working overtime. Sum working sum. overtime for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, we've got a very special episode. Um, our first video. First of many. First, video, first of many, hopefully. Well, hopefully we can get back in person and get and see people uh, in person. But our first uh video episode uh our guest is you know she's got a long list of accolades uh in terms of of, of canadian basketball and, and, and ncaa basketball um most recently a um ncaa champion Jeez. um had a great run great run with uh stanford um so without further ado let's welcome Alyssa jerome welcome to the fadeaway podcast how are you i'm good thanks so much for having me no, it's our pleasure. We're so happy to have you. First of all, congratulations mm-hmm. on being crowned a national champ. That's got to feel great. That's got to feel great. Tell us about the last couple of weeks, you know, since it's happened. Uh, how's everything been like for you? Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. I feel like every day it slowly like starts to sink in more um, with every like interview and just like talking to other people about what a cool accomplishment this is. It's definitely sinking in. Um, but good you know we had some time to celebrate as a team and then everyone kind of got some time at home to relax and stuff i didn't go home but um it was still really nice to just step away from the the bubble because this season was definitely a a bit of a challenge but yeah so i mean just just let everyone know where is home for you yeah so home is toronto right down let's go toronto's very own it is yeah (laughs) is that where so did you grow up in toronto or did you move there later on in life when you were playing basketball no born and raised born Born and and raised raised. yeah went to like toronto public high schools all my and and like elementary middle school so i'm i'm toronto through and through yeah that's exciting and and honestly what uh we wanted like the whole idea of this of this show and what we want to take the journey that we want to take with it is to talk about the talent that we have here in Canada and it's everywhere and it was everywhere in the final four on the men's and the women's division there were Canadians on pretty much every single team that was playing so mm-hmm. it, it like they've come a long way Canada basketball's come a long way and uh honestly we're just grateful to have you on only about like three four weeks after winning the championship yeah. so uh, does it does it feel nice now? Does like a like a nice ring to it? You say I'm a, I'm a national champion. Like, it, does it give you? How long do you say? Like, how long would you say you ride this out? Like the whole off season, like the summer, a year. What do you think? As long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. you deserve yeah, it. I think, yeah, it's it's totally like like I said, it's still just like sinking, and I still don't think I really realize like what it means. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I'm I'm taking it all in. Yeah, for sure. So let's let's just kind of start from the beginning. Uh, you know, take us back to the beginning, I guess, of your basketball journey, the very, very beginning. You know, how old were you? How old were you when you started? How did you fall in love with the game? Uh, was there anybody you know that uh, pushed you to play, or that you looked at that really inspired you to play? You know, what made you fall in love with basketball? Yeah, I mean, I grew up. I'm really thankful for my parents because I grew up playing like every sport imaginable. Um, and just like playing because I loved playing these sports. So I think that's a really big key. Um, and a reason why I still love playing basketball to this day is just cause like I genuinely really enjoy playing it. Um, but yeah, I think I actually really started to seriously like 
play basketball in middle school. Uh, that was kind of the time when I first made Ontario and got to like really do more serious training and stuff like that. And then uh, I guess it was either grade eight or grade nine was like my first exposure to Canada basketball. And that was like a huge key to, um, you know, where I am today, just being involved with that program. Um, so, yeah, I mean, started off not super young, but again, I think just playing all these different sports and then kind of deciding that basketball was the way I was going to go was kind of how I got into it. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned you played a plethora of sports. When we were doing our research, we found you were a volleyball player, a soccer player, a very good at both as well. And, and I saw your mom actually played for Guelph. She played volleyball for Guelph. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yes. she was, she, she wanted me surprisingly to actually go the basketball route because she always felt like I was a little more, although she was tall, she always thought that I was a little more athletic than she was. And she felt like volleyball, you know, you can't really take advantage of that athleticism in the same way you can for basketball. So I'm definitely glad she kind of nudged me towards the basketball route for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's so interesting. I was going to ask that as well. Like, was there pressure on you at all to, to go the volleyball route, but no, she was pushing you the basketball route. So I want to ask you, you mentioned you made team Ontario in middle school. So that's pretty early. I'd say what grade six, grade, grade six, seven. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's pretty young. And did you make team Ontario? Was it one of those where it's like someone saw you in a gym and they're like, wow, this girl's like way better than everybody else. Or was that something that you were gunning for? personally like the first time you made it I feel like it was uh honestly like I didn't really know what team Ontario and all that stuff was so I don't think I was necessarily gunning for it but I think once I got kind of recognized there was like I forget what it was called CP or something in Toronto and just like playing with all these really good girls like I I think a coach kind of saw potential in me and was like hey let's give her a shot I was definitely very raw at that point like didn't have great skills but they saw something in me thankfully and then I think once I kind of like saw what was out there and all these other girls that were way ahead of me at that point in terms of their skill level and and just the like competitiveness and like excitement of Team Ontario I was like okay I really want to make this team so it was U14 was like the first wow. the first Team Ontario team that I made yeah so what do you think you know playing for team ontario exposed you to the most and and how was how was your experience playing with the team what did you enjoy um and what did you really learn from playing with team ontario yeah i mean it definitely taught me what to expect like going into it u14 we had two days like every day and it was like yeah it was tough going from like just playing basketball just for fun after school or whatever so yeah it was definitely a, a big adjustment but I think it really, like I said, kind of taught me about the competitiveness and and really kind of honed in on skills and that I needed. And then like going to all these tournaments and stuff. And you know, Timo is like, you know, I don't know about now, but we were we're head and shoulders above a lot of other provinces back then. And yeah. just like being like elite, you know, like with <laughs> yeah. girls. And like, I think it really taught me to love like winning, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And to be exposed to such a high level of basketball too. And now Team Ontario, is that additional to like when you're playing rep, when you're playing school, that's not, that's additional to all of that. Yeah. Right? So Team O is normally in the summer. So it's kind of okay. like, and, and now I can't really speak to like what it's like, but back then it was like the equivalent of AAU. Okay. So yeah. we go to like a couple tournaments in the States every year and then do like nationals or whatever um, and have training camps along the way. But then, yeah, during the school year, I would play for like um, NT Huskies are, are, is my team, North Toronto Huskies. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then high school or whatever as well. 
Yeah, interesting. So you, I want to ask you one more thing about like uh, the three sports thing. So which one was your first love? Was it basketball or did you love another sport before basketball? So I started playing soccer first and I started playing soccer competitively first. So I would say that that was probably my first love. But then okay. kind of as I got acquainted with basketball, I realized that I think basketball was going to be more more special for me. Interesting. Not a bad choice at all. <laughs> uh, um, now, Team on did, do you feel that Team Ontario set you up to play for Team Canada or what was kind of maybe the recruitment process like to play for Team Canada? Yeah, definitely. I think when you play on a, a provincial team and in, with a provincial program, it's like you're in the system, you know, so they know about you and they're, the Canada basketball like staff would come to some of our um, like tournaments and games and practices. So they kind of get their eyes on you and then yeah i think through the provincial program is kind of the main way that i myself got like recruited to Canada basketball for sure yeah um now speaking of recruitment i want to talk to you a little bit about the big recruit to stanford um obviously mm -hmm. now you guys are national champions but before you had even committed to the school i want to hear from you what was that year like for you uh when you were like okay i gotta figure out now what am I going to do next year? I need to commit somewhere. Did you have offers early on in high school? Were you someone that you had to wait till your uh, senior year, grade 12 to get it? Like, what was your process like with regards to the NCAA recruitment? Yeah, it all kind of just like happened, honestly, again, kind of like Timo, it wasn't really something that like, I had aspirations of doing like, from a really young age, but kind of once I started getting this kind of recognition and teams reaching out, I was like, okay, I think this is something really cool that I want to do. Um, that year is so hectic, like junior year of, of high school. I don't know how I did it. Like, especially, you know, studying for ACTs, which it's different in Canada because it's not like taught in school in the same way it is for the States because it's not something everyone takes. So doing that, doing high school, which is just so crazy, busy playing basketball and then like recruiting on top of that, it was definitely really busy. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a, a really cool year just meeting all these coaches and learning about their programs and stuff. So, yeah. So who who are the contenders that you know <laughs> could have got your talents, and what overall or what in the end made you choose Stanford? Yeah, so going into it, I I like I really cared about school all throughout like high school, and so did my parents. And so I think I didn't want to settle for a school that didn't have like as good of an academic program as a lot of the great Canadian schools. So that was like a big driver. Um, and so I looked at like a bunch of the really good academic schools, um, like some of the Ivy League schools, and then also, you know, some other schools that are maybe more good at basketball, a lot of big 10 schools close to home. Um, and then, but like Stanford, you can't, like it's the best of both worlds. Like yeah. the, it's one of the best academic schools and such a great women's basketball program um, and athletic program in general that it was just like, it, it was kind of a no-brainer, honestly, once I had gotten in academically. Um, I remember I first got my, like, first letter from there. And like I said, I didn't really know much about the college, American college scene. And my mom was like, oh, this is a really cool school. Like, you're really lucky nice. to hear from them. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm not even going to lie. We also were not aware of how great the program was. And then we had Coach Brittany, yeah. one of the yeah. assistant coaches. Um, so we were doing a lot of research then. And it's insane, like, the the – the history in this program and and one person that stuck out was coach tara um mm -hmm. and and being you know we asked her you know what's it like coaching with or alongside a legend but i want to ask you because 
especially when you're developing and you're such a young basketball player, coaching is so important. Who you have behind you, uh, whether they understand your game, what your strengths are, how to push you in ways that will get you there, that is so important to developing players. So can you talk about, you know, Coach Tara and and that program and what that's done for you, uh, not just as a player but as a person as well? Yeah, I mean, Tara is a really, really special coach. You know, she's been coaching for forever, has the most all-time wins. Like, she's the GOAT, for real. Literally, yes, the GOAT. So playing for her has been really, really cool. Um, You know, I think Tara, what sets her apart from other coaches is just, like, her preparation. You know, we go into every game, like, so prepared, and that's because of her and the, like, countless hours of video that she spends. And, like, we're a real – Stanford's a really big scouting report team, so, like – we really play players to their tendencies. So that comes from coaching and them just watching video and stuff like that. But I would say just in general, like Tara is, is a really good coach. She's really good at like finding good combinations of players and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's been really, really special to play for her. And, you know, I'm really glad it's been like 29 years since her last national championship. And she's been so close, like so many times. So I'm just really happy that this year we could bring it home for her. Do you have like a most, memorable coach Tara moment whether it be from this tournament or from your time uh, with her (laughs) um I don't know I think it's like the little things Tara like she seems like she's old and boring but she's hilarious like she some of the things she says are just like so out of pocket like sarcastic (laughs) it's it's really funny she'll say some really funny things in practice um but yeah she's just really cool to to be coached by for sure now, when you first got to Stanford and when you first really started playing college ball, did you have a moment where you felt like, like, holy crap, like this is this is a serious level? Like you said, like you went when you when you made it to Team Ontario, like I was still raw. These girls are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that moment for you when you first started playing college ball, where you first got to Stanford? Yeah, it was kind of like that moment of Timo all over again. It's like, oh gosh, this is a whole nother level. Um, yeah, I mean, I think just even like freshman year, you know, coming in, you're you're so young and so eager, and then you play against these seniors who are like twice your like strength, and you're like, oh god, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was definitely um, an adjustment. Uh, yeah, I mean, now it's crazy to think that now I'm kind of that senior, which is yeah. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> so when did you start playing against uh, talent in in the U.S.? Like, how old were you when you first were exposed to that? Because that's like I don't, I don't know if it's the same on, on the women's side, but on the men's side, it's a whole different beast. Like USA basketball versus Canada basketball at a younger level, especially. Uh, when did you start? Like, how old were you when you got exposed to that? Yeah, so I, my first national team was U uh, sixteen, the cadet team, and it was the FIBA Americas we played in Mexico, and we actually won gold at that tournament. Um, nice. The US had lost. Yeah, the US had lost to Brazil in the semis and then we beat Brazil in the finals. Um, and that was like, like such a cool experience. And I think that's where I got a lot of recognition from American schools too. Um, that's I think where Stanford had first seen me. Um, yeah, so that like, you know, playing the US, it's like a whole other level. These, those girls are like really incredible. But I think that, that tournament, like early on my first time seeing them and and playing not against them, but in the same tournament, I was like, okay, like we can, we can, face up against these girls you know so was i think that, that was like a good 
a good intro for sure. Was there ever like a fear factor? Like, were you ever told before you got there, like, oh, they're so much bigger and stronger? Like, because my sister oh, played competitive, totally. like my sister played competitively, but obviously not Team Ontario level, but she did compete and they did go to the States and like sometimes they got pummeled and she'll tell you the same thing. Uh, so it, it's like, were you ever like probed before your first time or were you scared when you got there the first time? Um, the first time, I don't think so. Like going into it, I mean, you know, that USA basketball is great and like these girls are incredible, but I, I think honestly being a little naive to it, like helped us in that tournament, honestly, cause we weren't scared, Yeah. but then like, you know, playing them, you know, the U S girls, they're built different. A lot of them, they're huge, super strong, super tall at a really young age. So yeah, definitely. Once I started playing them more after that, it was, it was for sure like, oh gosh, <laughs> did you did you find yourself doing anything different and maybe how you trained or how you practiced or how you played once you got exposed to that that level of talent? Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of came with a lot of the like Canada basketball stuff at that point. You know, then once I kind of got older in high school, we I did a lot of like lifting and, and stuff like that, which honestly really prepared me for college, too. And I'm really thankful that I did that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just kind of learning to train at like a more serious level. For sure. Let's yeah. talk about this season. I know this season was, despite it being a championship season, I know how hard it could have been to actually go through, to actually travel, um, you know, play against different schools, you know, with all the COVID protocols and all the, the different measures that they have in place. Talk about, you know, just this season in general and how difficult it might have been or, or, or it was to actually play. And what were some of the tedious things that you just didn't, you're like, ah, oh, like I got to go through this again today. Or what were the difficulties that you and your team, you know, went through to actually have this season go? Yeah. I mean, one tedious thing is testing. We got tested at Stanford nine times a week. So oh, that wow. was like, Goodness. yeah. So that was a lot, a lot, a lot of testing, but I would just say like this year, um, was a huge challenge. Like we had played one home game and then we found out from the county that they were shutting down all like physical activity and organized events. So we couldn't stay at Stanford. So all of a sudden we're like scrambling to find somewhere else that we can play. We end up going to Las Vegas and we stayed there for like two weeks. And then we literally like traveled from place to place playing at these different teams, Santa Cruz, which is like an hour away from Stanford became our like home court. And we were staying in hotels. I think we were on the road for like, over two months, almost three months. Wow. So it was like, yeah, it was a, a grind. And there were moments where we, we didn't think the season was going to be possible. And we were like, is it really worth doing all this? You know, it was definitely really exhausting and hard um, for everyone. So yeah, I mean, that just makes this, this victory so much sweeter. And honestly, I think it like prepared us for the NCAA tournament in the bubble because we're like three weeks, that's nothing. Like we've been <laughs> yeah. on the road for like two <laughs> months. So we're set, we're ready to go. That's awesome. No, like, um, did you guys find that uh, when you're going through the tournament, how does a team find the resilience to overcome not just the the things that are happening every single day, like the repeated testing, like the tedious, you know, like you're not really getting a chance to, I don't know, the did you guys practice much in the tournament, given the travel restriction, even before the tournament, like on the season, did you guys get a chance to, to practice as a unit? Yeah, I mean, we, we did practice a lot. Um, normally we're used to practicing like on a normal year three hours a day is our practice it's really long um but this year we we couldn't really get three hours necessarily because we were in all these different gyms at these different facilities that just yeah. didn't have the time for that but we still definitely practiced once we were at the ncaa tournament it was 
uh, only an hour and a half a day. Um, yeah. But yeah. So given all these barriers, like where do you guys find the resilience to keep clawing out? And especially like as it got to the end, man, those two, those last those two games, games, like what I felt behind the TV screen is probably like a millionth of what you guys felt being on the court. So where do you find the resilience to just keep pushing through as a team? I mean, I think it, it comes down to what we overcame this year. And I think as a, as a group, we just became so close. Like we loved playing with each other. We loved hanging out with each other at the tournament. Like we had board games and a ping pong table and all this stuff. And we just couldn't leave the meeting room. Like we loved hanging out with each other. And this year just made us really close. Cause we were all we had, like we weren't on campus with other people. We were in hotels with each other. So we became really, really close. And I think we just wanted to keep playing for each other. You know, we didn't want it to be over. The season was so special and everything that had happened, like, we just didn't want it to end. So I think that's really what kind of rallied us to, to keep going and get it done. Was there a moment at all where you maybe even thought in your head that like, oh, I don't think this is going to keep on going? <laughs> yeah, halftime at the Louisville game for sure. When we were down <laughs> like 16, I was like, we can't lose. Not now, the Elite Eight. So yeah, but but again, that game, just seeing like how we rallied back and like came from being down so much, I think that just shows like, our resilience and how we've had to deal with adversity off the court all year. Like what's a little adversity on the court, you know? No, for sure. And what's halftime like for you yeah. in that Louisville game? Like what's, what's being, first of all, what's the team dynamic? Like what's the spirit like? And what's your coach saying? Cause she's been here plenty of years. So she's been in many of these moments. So what's, I want to, I'm interested to hear both sides of that. Yeah. I mean, I think both like players, us and Tara, like, we all knew we were so much better and like we were not playing well. And I think it wasn't even like we feel sorry for ourselves. We're going to lose this game. It's like we need to come out in the second half and play better, like period. And then and then we'll at least be able to compete in this game. So I think we were honestly really like motivated and inspired to just like get it done, play better. Um, you know, Tara always like it's about winning, but it's also about the effort that you put in. And I think that that first half, we didn't show what we were capable of in either of those things. So we knew that we had to step it up. So, yeah. And you guys did, did step did. it up. That was a crazy <laughs> run. That third quarter was a third quarter. The second half uh, was just insane. You guys start came out the gates just crazy. It was it was a heck of a game. And just I want to hear from you as well. Like you overcome that, right? And you guys feel great. You're in the finals now, and then you're back in the finals, and then you're right a minute left in the game, and it's again a, like a really close situation. So what's what's it going like in timeouts? Like what are you guys talking about? How do you keep the spirit up? How do you make sure the people on the court are, you know, they're they're obviously they're going to be nervous, but how do you just make sure that they're as calm as possible? Yeah, I mean, both the South Carolina, the Final Four game, and then the Arizona game got so close at the end. We, like, had a chance to lose it both those games. You know, I think, uh, like, I, we we did the best we could in some of those games. Like, our, I think our Arizona game, truly, we played the worst that we have ever played all season. It was such a sloppy game, but we still got it done. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We just kind of practice all these end game situations in practice like every day so we're always ready for you know what inbound we're going to run and stuff like that so those little things and then again i think it comes back to we just want to keep playing like let's win so yeah that's crazy now when when, when the when the buzzer sounds and you do end up holding the, the national championship what's the first thought going through your mind uh as you realize you know you're finally a champion 
I don't know. I think I like blacked out, honestly. But I think it's just, honestly, I think it's relief because, you know, our team, we were a number one seed coming into the tournament and you always have a target on your back and you have something to yeah. prove. And, you know, I think we were we were the overall number one seed. So so whoever beats us, that's an upset. And we didn't want to we didn't want to get upset. So I think it was just relief of like, oh, my God, we did it. And like, thank God, like it was it was a great feeling. <laughs> it was a great feeling. So one of one of the pictures that we have up here is the well, both of them, but they're different angles. It's the Kawhi shot uh, against Philly. And you see everyone's reaction on the baseline. Yeah. So I want to ask you your reaction because i'm sure you weren't looking around but when when that last shot went up because you guys were defending that last possession yeah mm -hmm. and that last shot goes up and it's the what are you thinking like please please don't go in please don't get, <laughs> exactly. you're like huffing and puffing from the bench trying to get, to get exactly. the ball like is that what's going on or are you just like completely blacked out that whole last minute into like post game um i don't i mean we all knew the ball was going to aries she's an incredible player and of like course, yeah. she had a great look like it, she didn't even see the basket and it hit the rim like of yeah. course she would right and so it was just like i don't know it was like please don't go in defense 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 and then it missed and then running on the court i i must have blacked out honestly there weren't <laughs> yeah. that many thoughts going through my mind it was more so stress probably <laughs> have you have you gotten a chance to rewatch the last play uh like as a replay yeah Okay, yeah. so we had a bit of an uh, yeah. argument on the podcast here because mm -hmm. did you see they had a girl in the corner that was wide open that I thought like when I was watching it in real time, I'm like, if she hits her right there, it's mm -hmm. it's what like, did you see that in real time or was that something that you noticed after? It was something that I noticed after. I mean, we sent like three players to Aries. Yeah, it's, she can't um, see over them. We knew that that was where the ball was going. And I mean, I think if Arizona had passed it to any other player and they got an open look, they it, they could have been national champions. But we yeah. knew that Aerie was going to be the one to shoot yeah. the last shot. That's just that's their team. You know, they're yeah, they're, they're all about Aerie and stuff. So, yeah, we were we were ready to triple team her. Yeah, yeah. Our, our debate was he was like, yo, she didn't see over the, the three defenders. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, nah, she just wanted that shot. She was shooting <laughs> it. It's, it's, it's a bit of both. It it's a bit of both because the way she three, took. Three, four, five, I don't care. I'm the, shooting The there. way she took the ball, you knew. she earned the right. She had you a knew. heck of a tournament. She yeah. had a heck of a tournament. How does it feel as well? Like um, like a, just a few weeks after, too, a bunch of your teammates got drafted. A bunch of the girls that, that you competed against got drafted. Like, that's crazy. Like, everything moves so fast. And, yeah. like, I know. You yeah. got to, like. That's just crazy. What was it like watching your teammates, like people that you competed with, get that, you know, make that next level of something that they wanted the whole their whole life? Yeah, it was so it was so special. I think the draft is just really cool for all these all these girls going into the WNBA. Um, I'm wearing a Seattle Storm shirt because nice. Kiana got yes. drafted there. She was lottery. Um, she was top ten, right? Now I think number. Okay, was she number no, seven? No, I think she was. She was top twenty. Okay. Um, yeah, I she was but, seven but really excited for her. And yeah, I mean, I, it's just really cool to see where all these girls end up. And now that like they're, they're my age or a little older, I'm just like wondering, I'm so excited for the WNBA season to start and to, to be able to watch them at the next level. Let's take a step back a little bit. I, I want to hear, you know, you, you, you stressed how much your parents stressed academics. You loved academics as well as a student. What's the life of a student athlete like on both sides, the athletic side and the academic side? We can imagine how busy it is having to run between class and practice, practice class. Can only imagine. You can only imagine. So, you know, talk about that. Um, talk about maybe also getting accustomed to it in your first year there at Stanford. 
Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I think especially at Stanford where the academic expectations are so high, um, you know, I think that it, it's a it's a huge adjustment to be able to balance and time manage and stuff like that. But I, I this is another reason, reason why I think Stanford's such a cool place is like there are all these incredible athletes who do such incredible things like in the pool, on the field, whatever. And then also are such incredible students. So you're just like, surrounded by all this excellence everywhere that like you just got to do it too you know like yeah you know it's a grind for sure and it's tough but like you're all in it together um so yeah i mean it was definitely an adjustment coming out of high school but you know once you once you're a senior like me you kind of it's like a no-brainer at this point you're the vet you're the you're vet the at vet. that point you know you're you got the, the young kids under your wing right <laughs> it's showing them all around campus and in the, in the city and stuff um would you say that uh that like all your previous basketball experience, because growing up Team Ontario, uh, you're playing rep basketball, you're playing school basketball, you're playing volleyball, soccer, and you're also maintaining an education. So you were traveling and schooling and sporting at a very, very young age. Would you say that that prepared you, that helped you a lot, or was was the NCAA just a whole different level of all that? No, absolutely. I think that high school definitely prepared me. Like. High school, if you think about it, is so crazy. Like you're in class from like eight to three, and then I had to go to lift, and then I went to practice from like seven to 10. Like it was insane. Wow. So yeah. I think it definitely prepared me. And in college, you're not in class for as long. I mean, there's definitely a lot more work outside of class, but yeah, I mean, thankfully, because I was so busy in high school, I think it it prepared me for college for sure. Where was the your favorite place that you traveled because of basketball? Mm. Yeah, I, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. You're um, well traveled. Yeah, exactly. You've been around around the world. I know. I'm so thankful. I mean, basketball's taken me to like everywhere. I would say um, a really cool tournament we played in uh, Zaragoza, which is in Spain. That was for the nice. uh, world championships. I think like the junior team. And that was a really, really cool trip just being in like in Spain. I mean, going to Europe was any time is really special. So that sure. trip especially was really cool. Um, before we get into the Team Canada accolades, I just want to I want to ask one last thing. When you because you mentioned like when you get to Stanford and you're surrounded by so many great people um, like there, it puts that little pressure on you. But when you get there, you're also a part of a very historic and great basketball program. Did you feel um, the pressure, maybe not the pressure to bring a championship to Stanford, but that pressure to be on your A game, not just academically, but athletically, making sure you're at every session, you're competing your heart out? Like, is there that pressure because of this, like the storied school that you're at? Totally. I mean, Stanford, there's a standard, you know, you're you're top of the Pac-12, you make it far in the NCAA tournament every year. So you know, I think that that standard is a really good thing because our coaches know what's necessary and they'll, they'll require that from us. And it's definitely not, not easy, but you know, winning, winning's the way it goes at Stanford. So you gotta, <laughs> you gotta find a way to win. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's gotta be some pressure though. I mean, like, of course you're a part of a great program and they definitely set you up to succeed, but there's still gotta be like, I don't want to be that one team that just didn't totally. do it. Right. You, you never want to be that team. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to list out some of your, 
uh, accolades here for Team Canada. I might need some help because the yeah, list is a little long. It's a long <laughs> list. <laughs> but um, I don't think this is all of it, to be honest. Too, this is probably so. just a portion of it. But yeah. here. So in May 2017, and I'm not going to say that this is in order because I don't think it is in order. But May 2017, you were the second youngest player invited to camp with the Can- uh, Canadian Senior Women's National Team. Uh, you were the youngest player on, Canadi- on Canada's Senior Women's National Team roster for an exhibition series in China and Japan. In August of 2018, that's got to be cool going to going to those places. Yeah, that was a that was a, I kind of forgot about that one. That was a really cool trip <laughs> wow. too. China and Japan were were really sick. Yeah, imagine getting to there's a point too many where to you, remember. You forget that you represent <laughs> no, your that's country. So bad. <laughs> no, no, no. We're saying that in a good way. In a good way. No. Um, okay, so you were team captain and tournament MVP at the FIBA Americas U16. Uh, that was in Mexico. I think that's the one you said uh, you yeah. guys won golden, right? Yes, yeah. And, and you averaged nearly a double double. Okay, I looked it up. I think it was fifteen and eight or nine, right? I don't know. Do you remember? Oh, man. That sounds right. Yeah, I think it was that. It was right there. But yeah, nearly a double double. So less than two weeks later, you were in Chile playing alongside uh, fellow Cardinal Michaela Brewer at U eighteen FIBA Americas and helped Canada win silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished tournament tournament third in points and rebounds. And you want to go go with the rest? <laughs> Captain Canada to a seventh uh, to seventh at the U seventeen World Championships. Um, you averaged ten and four there. Uh, you played in both a FIBA U seventeen World Championships in Zaragoza. Yep. that's the trip that you had mentioned earlier. Um, and the FIBA Americas U eighteen Championships in uh, in Chile. Um, you Captain Canada to bronze at the U nineteen World Cup in uh, I don't Udine. Uh, and another place I don't know I'm not going to say Italy you started all four games for Canada at the Pan Am Games in Lima uh, in Peru in August 2019 um, and you've represented Canada at four FIBA tournaments around the world and one Pan American Games what do you think it is you know that you've learned the most from representing your country in so many different tournaments and not only that you've captained in a bunch so you know, by being a captain, head you're, honcho. You're, you're the head honcho. You're you're the leader of the team. What have you learned most about yourself uh, by captaining all these teams as well? Oh gosh. <laughs> um. I mean, I would just say that I can do it. You know, like I feel like coming into Canada basketball and programs like that, you're really intimidated because you're around like, and especially at a younger age, like such great players. But then like seeing myself succeed and our team succeed, I think that that was really exciting. And it just kind of gave me confidence, you know, coming into um, college and stuff like that. You know, I'm really fortunate to have played internationally and like Mm -hmm. it prepares you immensely, like especially on the senior team and like playing with those girls who are like true professionals, you know, they play overseas professionally or in the WNBA and just being around them and kind of witnessing how, how good they are at their craft and and everything like that is super inspiring. So there's a lot more to learn for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So Alyssa, you've played for a lot of teams throughout your life, whether it be Ontario, several high school, um, elementary, middle school, whatever the case may be. Is there something about putting on the Canadian threads that is different than every other team that you've played for is because I hear players all the time say when they represent their country on, on the national stage in any sport, at any level, it's just a different feeling. Did you feel that as well? Totally. It's different. You know, you hear like the national anthem before the game, like you realize that you're really representing like the whole country of Canada. I think it just comes with like so much pride 
and you know you're really battling like with your sisters from Canada it's it's really it's a really cool experience for sure having played so much international basketball would you say there's a really big difference between you know the international game and playing in FIBA and playing in all these international tournaments compared to you know American basketball American style basketball and NCAA basketball Totally. I think internationally, there's such a broad range of styles of play from like all these different countries, like every country plays in such a unique and different way. Whereas I think for the NCAA, I think for the like every team is different. But I think Mm -hmm. for the most part, they all kind of, you know, run pick and roll stuff and like, you know, zone and man and like all these different things that it's it's a lot more similar, you know, throughout all the teams. I want to ask you because now you mentioned you're a senior and Zeta was saying you've captained a lot of teams. You're, you're a leader. You've played a lot of basketball, obviously. Have you considered or are you considering coaching as a possible next destination for you, Miss Alyssa? This is, this is your chance to make the case right here. Make the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is always like asking me that. Um, I don't know. I, I love, um basketball I love being a leader I felt like I was honestly kind of like a fifth coach this year for our team a little bit especially because the posts everyone was so young so having been here and being a senior and being a captain you know I kind of took on that role um I don't know I mean I definitely love the sport of basketball and and stuff like that but there are a lot of things I want to do outside of basketball too so I'm a little torn I can't lie is are there next steps for yourself that you have uh in mind going forward yeah, I mean, I think I definitely want to pursue like something in medicine at some point. I definitely want nice. to play overseas for a bit too. I still have this extra year of eligibility in the NCAA. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. There's, there's a lot. A lot of options. <laughs> there's a lot of options. Well, I think that you know, if if you were to find your way into the coaching world, I think that your resume speaks for itself. Uh, you you have everything that anyone would want, and you are now a national champion. So congratulations to you, uh, Alyssa. We thank you so much, honestly, for coming on the show, uh, sharing your journey with us, uh, putting Canada basketball on the world. I mean, this is on the world stage. On this the is, it's, on the, is, is the prime it's right example here. right it's here. It's right here. It's, it, the, what is it? The proof is in the pudding? Is yeah, that the expression? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. So okay, once again, congratulations. Thank you again. It was, it was an honor to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And for everyone uh, that's listening, you know you know where to follow us. Uh, this is brought to you by Ball is Life. Follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere. You can DM. You can probably follow us there. Absolutely. Um, and we'll catch you guys later. Absolutely.